0: so when I was a younger man I used to stay up late and get up early it was no problem for me to live on five hours of sleep a night sadly those days are a distant memory right I still get up early uh, but I no longer can stay up late. In fact, I'm basically worthless after 10 o'clock at night. I, I know, it's pathetic, but it's just the way it is. But back in the day, back in the day, like in the 80s and 90s, I would regularly stay up well past midnight. And I would often watch, you know, one of the late night hosts, like Johnny Carson, and then later Letterman, who would who would host these late night TV shows. And one of my favorite Letterman sketches was his top 10 list. I mean, they were hilarious, right? Usually the the top 10 humorous answers or responses to a question or an event of the day. And uh, it was very clever. It was very funny. I I think back, Johnny Carson's opening monologue and Letterman's top 10 list, those were my favorite. You're probably thinking, why are you telling us this? Well, it's sort of a confession I have to make. Um, I wrote... A traditional, thoughtful, theologically sound three-point sermon for this week's sermon on Choose Church. Um, it was one master, one message, one mission. Strong, solid points, you know, backed up with scripture and everything. Uh, just one problem: boring. I mean, like boring. Because, you know, there's nothing new there. You, you, you've heard all this before dozens of times, I'm sure. So uh, what's a guy to do, right? Truth be told, I was even bored thinking about preaching it to you. So I, uh, I thought I would do something different. I thought I would change it up a little bit, maybe, maybe dress up the format. And uh, since my content's not new, I thought that maybe a different way of presenting these truths might be a way to help you connect with the truth rather than yawning through them. So here we go. My top 10 list for why we should choose church. But uh, before we start, I do have one disclaimer. Uh, I don't like the choose church title for this fifth habit in our Being Like Jesus series. I like I understand why the author of the Being Like Jesus Challenge titled this habit Choose Church. I get it. He was going for the short, pithy title with alliteration, just like his, the titles for all the other habits, right? Commit to community, study scripture, prioritize prayer, seek solitude. So I I can see why he landed on Choose Church for this habit. However, um, we really don't choose church, we choose to be the church, right? We, We don't attend church, we are the church. So the church is not the building, right? The building is the meeting place for when the church gathers. We've established this many times before. So let's just agree that when we say choose church, we mean that we believe it is important for each of us to be a part of and actively engaged in the local church. Agreed? I feel better then. Uh, Actually, I have one more disclaimer. This one's a little more personal, uh, and it's this. I've never preached a 10-point sermon before, so this could be ugly. It may be worse than my original plan. I don't think so. I'm not planning on that, but uh, just in case, I will work through these points quickly, not a real deep dive, so we get done like in a reasonable time, right? As one of my favorite preachers used to say about the importance of like not speaking too long, uh, he would remind me, he said, remember, the mind can only absorb what the seat can endure. That's a good word. And I will do my best to, to observe it. Okay, enough preamble. No more disclaimers, we'll get started. Our top 10 reasons I've, of why we choose to be a part of the local church. Reason number 10, it was the practice of Jesus to be a part of the local church when it gathered. It was Jesus' practice to be a part whenever the church gathered. Luke 4:16 makes it clear that when the church gathered in Jesus' day, And actually, it wasn't the church yet. It was the local Jewish population who gathered each Sabbath in the local synagogue, but this was the equivalent of church in Jesus' day. Luke comments that Jesus would regularly regularly attend as was his custom. That's the term Luke uses, as was his custom, meaning it was Jesus' normal, regular routine to be an active part of the local gathering each Sabbath. In fact, sometimes serving as the teacher of the scriptures in the local congregation. So this reason alone is probably enough compelling incentive to anyone who follows Jesus, anyone attempting to become more like him, to choose church. I mean, it just makes sense. If consistent church attendance was the practice of Jesus himself, if it was one of his habits, it should probably be the practice of those who follow him. Right? Let's move on. Top 10 reason number nine of why we choose to be a part of the local church. The church is the only place where you will hear a countercultural message. Let me say that again. The church is the only place you will hear a countercultural message. It's often a singular voice in a plethora of competing voices. And there are countless applications of this truth. I'm just going to focus on, on three. In the church, and maybe only in the church do we agree that there is an absolute authority. And it's not us. It's not us. God and his word are the ultimate authority for us in our lives. We defer to his truth and his commandments and his thinking, his priorities over our thinking, over our convictions. When our thinking and God's thinking in any given matter are not congruent, we defer to God as the ab- absolute authority. We agree with the author of Proverbs 3. He writes this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not, do not lean on your own understanding. Rather, acknowledge him and God will make your way straight. God and his word, they are our ultimate authority because he knows best and you won't hear anywhere else except the church. Okay, second countercultural message. Other counter to what we hear from just about every other corner of our culture, this earthly life is not the most significant years of your life. See, Scripture declares over and over that in light of eternity, these 70 plus years are rather insignificant, really. In fact, it refers to these years so fleeting that they're considered a mist, a vapor, one that quickly dissipates. Right? In fact, other than putting your faith in Jesus and acts of faith that are done in his name, your achievements, your accomplishments, your successes, they really are not all that significant. In fact, the Apostle Paul puts it this way in Galatians 5, 6. He says, in the end, the only thing that counts is your faith expressing itself through love. He says, in the end, the only thing that counts is your faith expressing itself through love. Third countercultural message that you'll find only in the church. The church defines greatness totally different from how the world measures greatness. The church embraces Jesus' definition of greatness. It's this that greatness is found in sacrifice and service to others. It's defined as purposely becoming the least, the servant of all, rather than grasping for power and chasing success. The church's definition of greatness. Is the polar opposite of the world's definition. And the church is the only place you will hear these countercultural messages. Countercultural messages on absolute authority, on significance, and on greatness. Okay, top 10 reason we choose church. This is reason number eight. The church is a community with the king. We are a community with the king. First Peter 2:9 reminds us that we are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. See, we live and work together with one main objective, to honor our king. We were tasked by Jesus himself to expand his kingdom, see, to bring the whole earth under the king's dominion. See, that's what kingdom means, under the king's domain. Not only that, but we are a community that's dedicated to each other's well-being. Scripture records over fifty one another commands given to those of us who follow Jesus and are part of His church. You know them: love one another, serve one another, submit to one another, encourage one another, and dozens more. We live by these directives so that the church, this community of people under the kingship of Jesus, can thrive as a testimony of God's rule and reign in our lives. We are are a community dedicated to honoring our king. Top 10 reason number seven, why we choose church. The church is a body. The church is a body, not only a community, but a body. In several of his letters, the Apostle Paul uses this intimate and personal term to describe the relationship that believers have with one another, that we are all different parts of one body. In First Corinthians 12, 27, the apostle reminds us that believers of this relationship, he, he 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 reminds believers in this relationship, you are a body, and all of you are a part of it. He makes the case that like members of one body, we need each other. We need each other. No one person has it has it all, and we need to recognize our need for the other members. Of the body. We can't grow to our full potential without the other parts of the body who have different gifts, different strengths, different roles. Scripture explains that, that God has purposely gifted members of his church differently so that the body would function effectively and efficiently. Gifts of leadership, administration, teaching, serving, and helping all contribute to the body functioning to grow and mature people in the image of Jesus. God's plan to conform you and me into the image of his son includes our engagement in the local church body. Your spiritual growth is tied to your connection to the body. Top 10 reason number six we are to choose church is we are a family. We're family. We're not only a community, not only a body, but we are also a family. The church is a family of brothers and sisters under the headship of one father, one heavenly father, A church family provides all the benefit of a healthy family unit, a place where each member is loved and accepted, encouraged and protected, disciplined and corrected, just like any great family. See, the church is family. Family members who love you just the way you are, but they love you too much to leave you that way. The family of God functions through the working of the local church. Top 10 reason number five, we're halfway through people. We have a message, the church has one message and this is it, God has made a way for you to have a relationship with him through his son Jesus. He chose you to receive his lavish grace through Jesus' death on the cross on your behalf, Jesus taking the punishment your sins deserve, erasing your sin debt so you could be clean, free from condemnation and in right relationship with God both now and for all eternity. I mean, that's good news, people. That's great news, right? You've been set free. And this relationship is available to anybody, everybody, available to all, granted to all who believe and who put their faith in Jesus. One message. The church has one message. God has made a way for you. You have a living hope, and his name is Jesus. Top 10 reason number four. The church is on a mission. And this mission involves getting the message out to all people because it's God's desire that no one perish apart from a saving relationship with Jesus. The Bible tells us that we are God's plan for redeeming the world. God says we are his plan A and there is no plan B. Jesus himself charges his disciples, charges his followers with a mission in the final words of Matthew's gospel. We call it the Great Commission co-mission, our common mission as a community, as a body, as the church. Jesus charges us with this task. He says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And this mission is not a simple task because we have an enemy who opposes every move we make because he's an enemy of God. So he attempts to thwart every effort made by those of us who love and follow God. But it was Jesus himself who assured us that nothing, nothing would be able to stop the church, the church on a mission with the message of Jesus. Matthew 16 records that following Peter's confession, Peter's confession that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God, Jesus proclaims that on the rock solid truth of Peter's statement that Jesus is indeed the Son of God and the Savior of the world. Jesus says that on this rock-solid truth, he will build his church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Jesus assured his followers that the enemy would not prevail. He cannot stop the church on this mission. Top 10 reason number three, choosing church is necessary for growth, for gifts, and for group impact. If you and I are to grow to full maturity, you and I need to be involved in the local church body. Ephesians chapter four, it tells us that God has given the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service. The church is designed to equip its members to full maturity so you can grow into the likeness of Jesus. Not only that, but he's given spiritual gifts to every believer. The gift God has given you is not for your benefit primarily. He has gifted the body of Christ with teachers, leaders, servers, givers, and encouragers. Think of it, gifts of wisdom, knowledge, helps, and faith, speaking gifts, and gifts of discernment. Every gift was given for the common good of the church. No one believer has them all, and every believer needs what other spiritually gifted believers have to offer. Hebrews 10.24, it encourages us to spur one another on to love and good works. God specifically gifted you to benefit the other members of your local church. His primary design to grow you into the likeness of his son is through the working of the church, every member doing their part. Jesus himself said that the most powerful indicator that we are his disciples is by the way we love each other. By the way we love each other. Think of it, before we open our mouths and present the gospel or share a testimony of Jesus, the love expressed between believers, genuine, servant-hearted, sacrificial, unselfish love is the most compelling evidence that we have a relationship with the Savior. The best way to demonstrate this kind of love to a watching world is through the functioning of the local church. All right, top 10 reason number two. We choose church. We choose to be a part of the local church because we love the church. We love the church. Why? Because we're to love what Jesus loves, and he loves the church. Scripture refers to the church as the bride and Jesus as the bridegroom. This is the kind of love he has for the church, willing to serve sacrifice and suffer for his bride laying down his life for her which is exactly what he did if this were the only reason to choose church i think this reason alone should compel us to choose church and commit to church and love the church i don't know about you but i want to love what jesus loves i'm with him and he loves the church not only that Scripture tells us that Jesus is coming back for his church. He's coming back for his spotless, radiant bride. I want to be numbered as part of the remnant who are awaiting his return. Friends, we love the church because Jesus loves the church. And our number one reason for choosing church, the number one reason we're to choose to be actively engaged in the local church is because the Bible encourages it. No, it commands it. We are commanded to gather as a church body for all the reasons we have cited and countless others. Scripture warns us, it warns us not to give up on church or quit on faithfully and consistently attending whenever the church gathers, right? I think this is especially timely for us at this time coming out of the coronavirus shutdown, right? We've not been meeting together as a full church for months, almost a year really. In Hebrews 10, 25, It speaks directly to us. Hebrews 10.25 reads this way. Do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Did you catch that? Scripture warns, do not get in the habit of missing church when it gathers. That is a great word for many of us who have gotten very comfortable over the past several months when we had no option to meet in person. And I can attest, I can attest to how easy it is to slip out of the habit of attending church regularly. I mean, how convenient is it when you can stay in your pajamas and watch church online, right? No fuss, no mess, no travel, no hassle, right? Church programming comes right into your living room. How good is that? It's amazing. How convenient, how efficient, how comfortable. That might be a problem. I mean, don't misunderstand me. i am I am so thankful we've been able to do provide programming during Covid when we were unable to gather in person at the church. I mean, I'm so thankful. Online viewing is good. I mean, it's been great, really. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, it's not the same as being together with the body of church. Of course, If it's your only option, if online is your best option, then it's a a good option. It's a great option. But if you are physically able to gather with the rest of the church body, I think the best option for growth, the best option to become more like Jesus, the best option for most of us, certainly me, is to personally gather with the rest of the church whenever it meets. Encouragement, support, support, accountability and the sense that you're part of something bigger than yourself, right? It's all part of the package when you when you choose to be a part of the church when it gathers, when it gathers to worship and pray and open the word. I mean, there's just no substitute. There's nothing like it. So given where we've been for the past year or so, rebuilding this habit of choosing church could not be more timely, or maybe more important for many of us in our effort effort to become more and more like Jesus. Actively engaging whenever the church gathers is a life-giving practice that you and I may need to reestablish as a core habit in our lives. So there you have it, my top ten reasons that we are to choose church. You know. I do actually have one more reason if you can stand it. I'm convinced that God is up to something big. I think he's up to something big. Like he wants to do something both in and through our church. Like a harvest of souls we've never seen before. And I would hate for you to miss out on any of the action. God chooses to move powerfully through his church. And it's quite possible, it's quite possible that he's about to do more than you or I could ask or even imagine. And I would not want you to miss a thing. So what do you say, church? Do not choose comfort and convenience over growth. Your best shot at being like Jesus is right here when we gather as the church. Let me pray for us. So Father in heaven, I thank you for the church. I thank you for this church. You have done great and mighty things in us and through us. And we are just looking forward because we want more. We want to see your kingdom take over Fairfield County and beyond. And we want you to use us in the process. We love the church because Jesus loves the church. He loves us personally. And we want to love what he loves. So. Work both in us and through us to establish your kingdom here in Fairfield and around the globe. That's our prayer. And we pray this in the powerful name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen.